Happy New Year, and welcome to Hitting the Apex. This week, we're talking about my top fives of the year. This includes the best and worst moments, wrecks, and battles. I'm excited about this episode, so let's jump right into it. I like starting with the quote-unquote bad news first. So we're going to kick it off with the top five worst moments of 2018, starting from the five and going all the way down to one. Uh, And by worst, I mean worst moments either for a team, a driver, or for Formula One as a whole. And here we go. Number five, Sorokin's race at Singapore. Uh, I feel like Sorokin was really fighting to hold on to some decent position at Singapore. He was fighting, but not the way people wanted him to. With a much slower car compared to others, like the Force India car for of press, um, he was fighting hard, but was really slowing down everyone he was fighting. Um, Perez specifically was even complaining the whole time for a blue flag, if you remember. Uh, but we know this wasn't possible, really. Uh, they were in the same fight at the end, fighting for that P14. Uh, we found that out rather quickly when Perez tried to cut off Sorokin. Um, but then he slammed his pink, that pink race car he drives, and damaged the side of his floor on his car. Uh, Press fell out after that with a left rear puncture. Um, only four laps later, at lap 38, we see more of what Sorokin was doing to the field. We had himself and Grosjean fighting for the same position. Um, if you remember this, it, it was a decent fight, but the leaders, Hamilton and Verstappen, were, were making the blue flag uh, come out, but almost with no success. Um, Verstappen came in within a few meters of passing Hamilton. Um, I really think if the Red Bull took the chance and went for a dive, uh, the fight between the Williams and Haas cars uh, could have cost Hamilton the win at Singapore. Um, This did cause a five-second time penalty, though, for Grosjean. Uh, But knowing Sorokin, we already know he receives his five seconds for running Brendan Hartley in the Toro Rosso. Um, off the track, essentially forgetting to turn at the corner. Um, He pushes Hartley off into the um, basically a runoff area. But this one is number five for me because he really had a bad race that kept getting worse and having battles, not even in the points, and still getting put last. Um, He finished 19th just ahead of the pink car Ocon. Number four, speaking of Ocon, uh, Force India incidents at Singapore. Uh, we're staying right there in Singapore and touched on this team briefly, like, you know, what I was talking about. Force India did not have a good race. With the double DNF, uh, one on the first lap and another coming from our boy Sorokin in lap three with four damage and a blown left rear. Um, just like Sorokin going from worse to horrendous, I would say. Uh, the Pink Panthers did not have much of a fighting chance. Uh, Akon being knocked out by his own teammate just set that night's race for what it was going to be for the rest of the night. Um, the incident with Sorokin put the icing on the cake for Force India. So, double DNF for number four. Number three, uh, it's Vettel run off into wall at home race while in the lead. I know some of you are probably laughing at it or crying over it, you Ferrari fans. Um, I probably will be a Ferrari fan next year, so it's okay. I got Charlotte Claire. We've already discussed how I feel about Vettel. Uh, so Vettel was coming off of a win at the Brits home race, uh, Hamilton, 
and uh, the guy who was fighting neck and neck with for the driver's title, he was looking good at his home race um, in Germany. And uh, it looked like he was going to run off with it. Um, a little more details, though. Uh, during lap 33, uh, we started hearing reports about rain, in quote, in about 15 minutes. Uh, lap 39 rolls around, and Vettel gets the go-ahead by Ferrari past Raikkonen for the lead. Um, so this sets the field for an instant on lap 52 with only 15 laps to go. Uh, Vettel gets too excited coming to the corner, hits a slightly wet um ground to too hard and his yellow stripe soft tires he was using lose grip and he goes straight into the dhl sign ahead of him and knocks himself out of the race um he was pretty upset i remember him cussing pretty good about that one um and vettel is my number three for this list for uh, not just this incident but follows his race um at germany uh following this dnf sets vettel i think on a downward spiral and makes me believe that this point in the race where he lost the Formula 1 Drivers' Championship. Number two, uh, Mercedes letting Hamilton take over Bottas for the win at Russia. Mercedes fans are crying right now. Uh, this one doesn't need much run-up to this incident. Uh, this was big news all over motorsport. Kicked up controversy across the media. Um, I know Mercedes was trying to, quote, protect Hamilton since he apparently had blisters on his rear tires. Uh, but doing the math, um, if a win scores you 25 points in the championship and a second gets you 18, uh, Hamilton finished the year and the championship with 408 points. So here's where the math kicks in. Taking away the point difference for the win and ha handing him the second place points at Russia that I believe he deserved, he would have finished with 401 points. Still breaking the record for scoring the points in F1, uh, the most points in F1, and scoring over 400 points, being the first person to do it. I believe, I believe, Bottas deserved a win this year. Um, with how much he was, he fought for a first place position at Russia, and how much he kept the Ferraris at bay in order for Hamilton to win as much as he did, I, I really think Bottas deserved more than what he got. Uh, Mercedes has said that there were no team orders and that uh, Hamilton and Bottas are, you know, you know the same. But really seeing um, how the year was going for Bottas and everyone calling him the ultimate wingman, um, I think Mercedes were playing the team order gig. I mean, poor Bottas, um, but maybe next year Hamilton will let him win one. Or I, I should say not just ha Hamilton letting him win, but uh, Mercedes as a whole. And number one for the worst moments of 2018, Ocon goes, excuse me, number one, Ocon gets into Verstappen at Brazil. Everybody knows this moment. This was a big moment in the race. This cost Verstappen the, the thing. Um, so Ocon trying to unlap himself against the leader Verstappen. Um, I know this rivalry has been going on since about Formula 3, but as we can see, it has brought itself to Formula 1. Um, they've had too many chances to battle since they're fighting different teams across the grid. Um, Ocon being in Force India in the pink, and then um, Verstappen being the Red Bull of the dark blue. But a skirmish broke out in Brazil going into the downhill chicane. 
Uh, Verstappen had the inside lane coming off the main stretch across the start-finish line going into turn one. And Ocon had a strong fight since he was on the grip rear tire. I think uh, he was on super softs compared to softs. Uh, Alcon then had the inside lane, or thought he did, coming on to turn two and shut for Stappen uh, as the Red Bull came down trying to hit the apex. Hey, looky there. I put our name into it. <laughs> um, he spun Verstappen out, giving Hamilton the lead and the win. He, I, What was brought up during um, team managers was that do they think that Alcon, since driving the Mercedes engine, um, played any part to help Hamilton win. Of course, Total Wolf was like, no, no, nine, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, but my favorite part, though, was when Verstappen caught uh, Ocon at the driver way station. He yelled and shoved him around. Um, I believe that's when I put this incident more on to Verstappen than Ocon. Granted, the wreck itself was Alcon's fault, but the majority at fault for what it became was Verstappen's. So there's my top five worst moment in this year's F1 season. Uh, now here comes some fun but scary moments. Um, I do like wrecks, but I know they can be scary. Uh, and luckily, no injuries came from these, and everyone survived, but still exhilarating. Uh, these are my top five accidents of the 2018 season. Coming at number five. Lap 1 accident at the Spanish Grand Prix. The Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, so Grosjean spins and makes a huge billow of smoke. Look, almost looks like he was trying to do some donuts. Um, or pulling a, a Vettel moment there. Uh, while Hulkenberg smacks into him and loses his left rear wheel. Gasly finds himself into the incident as well. He was going to this big huge plume of smoke. And uh, couldn't see from the tire smoke from the Haas. And loses his left front tire. Now knocked three mid-pack drivers out of the race at Spain. Number four was the big wreck at Canada. I'm sure we all remember that one. This accident was also on lap one. A lot of lap one incidences. Uh, but this time in the North American country of Canada. Where Lance Stroll hails from. And was unfortunately involved in that accident. He had problems coming out of the right hand of the chicane. And uh, pushed out wide while pinning Hartley against the left outside fence and careened into the chicane's runoff uh, near the stands, uh, which I think would have been decently cool. I mean, I, it would, oh, it's so cool, but they, they crashed, so it sucks. <laughs> it looks like uh, Stroll, though, had a, a puncture on the front left and caused the number four accident on my list. Uh, number three, Leclerc losing brakes and slamming into Hartley. Uh, this one's at Monaco. We're at Monaco for this one, and this is coming out of the tunnel and coming up to the chicane in the middle of the backstretch. Um, Leclerc is trailing Brendan Hartley in the Torosa and was catching up to him and possibly attempting to get a position on him through the chicane. Um, Leclerc slams into his onto his brakes and quickly finds out that he isn't able to come down in speed to make the corner and creams Hartley in the rear as his brake is flung across the section of the of the track, uh, ruining Leclerc's nose and tires and Harley's rear end as the Sauber slid across the chicane into the runoff section where the stewards were waiting for him. Um, this knocked both the Sauber and the Toro Rosso of the race. Luckily, Hartley was able to limp his way to the pits, unlike Leclerc. Number two, um, this was Formula One's number one, but this is my number two, Ericsson at Italy during practice. Um, 
this is an actual race, but I don't think this makes it any less scary of a situation. So Ericsson was coming down the main straight in Italy, barreling toward the first uh, chicane. And with DRS activated and a Ferrari engine behind him screaming down the stretch, and then the car just said, screw you, dude, see you later, and broke sharp left toward the wall and losing bo uh, both of the front wheels and spinning on its axis and eventually going over itself and sliding on the grass coming to a halt. Um, he climbs out of his car. As he climbs out of his car, you can see this huge gash on the halo near his head. So I think this is one of the many such uh, instances where we see the halo uh, save a driver's life. And my number one for uh, accidents is the big one at the Belgian G GP. I think this was number two for Formula One. Um, so this is the big one of the year, I think. There were others that were scary and interesting, but I put some um, in honorable mentions. And uh, I'll pull that up here in a minute and give you guys those. Uh, we go to Belgium, turning into turn one of lap one. Like I said, another uh, lap one incident. We all know this one. Hulkenberg comes on uh, to the outside of a Williams and puts Alonzo. He just punts him um, up and over the Sauber of Leclerc. Um, same with the Halo. This is another moment where the Halo system saves the driver's life. This time, Charles Leclerc. Uh, Hulkenberg was actually handed a 10-point grid penalty, if you guys remember, remember for the next race for this incident, and some points on his FIA li license. So that's going to round out the biggest wrecks of 2018. So let's move on to the top five battles of the year. So these are going to be a little more stretched out because I try to explain uh, what was going on with these. So this is going to be some, you know, a little more detail. So starting at number five, we're going to have Raikkonen for Stappen at England. Um, so it started off with Raikkonen uh, having to stop for a 10-second penalty for spinning Hamilton out in the first lap. So the Ferrari was uh, charging back, trying to make up ground. Um, after his second pit stop, he was around 18 seconds off of the Red Bull, but wasn't too worried, uh, it seemed, um, to get to him, uh, especially with that large gap being squashed by um, a safety car. With 15 laps to go, uh, they start going wheel-to-wheel -wheel and fight through the S's and back onto the straight, going back and forth. Uh, Verstappen wound up coming up with the position in the end, but watching it, it was pre pretty thrilling. Um, of course, that was the end of it. Their second battle with uh, was another thrower, but making contact together and ending Verstappen's race by puncture um, after a spin-out. Number four is Ricardo and Verstappen at Azerbaijan. Um, everybody knows how this one ends, um, but this is one of my favorite battles. I think this showed how good the Red Bulls were as the drivers and cars they drove. Uh, there were no team orders. Uh, no team orders were in order so going back and forth all race uh, with several instances with contacts made for an awesome battle to watch between these teammates unfortunately this battle ended with another Dina for uh, Verstappen due to Verstappen not picking a spot uh, to stick with and Ricardo running into the back of him uh, ending both the races and battles in the few short in the future um, and it cut it short um so here we go, Verstappen and Bottas at Monza. Um, this is number three, uh, so, and it seems like Verstappen is in a lot of these battles in this list. Um, and we all know this one where he was left with uh, handing Bottas a podium position for tapping him too far out of the way and making Bottas go off into the runoff area. 
this one was fun to watch uh, because seeing us Mercedes and a Red Bull go head to head instead of the silver and red cars uh, made it a little more interesting. Uh, most of the times the battling uh, and overtaking was in the first two corners, but nonetheless thrilling. Uh, number two, Hamilton and Verstappen at U.S. Um, so I promise this is the last Verstappen battle of the list, but I cannot deny how well he uh, he fought in a third-place car out of Mercedes, Ferrari, and the Red Bulls. Um, the main highlight for this one was that he was fighting Hamilton, the guy going for the championship. Um, you would think, oh, hey, maybe Verstappen wouldn't try to compete that hard. But I was, I think he was trying to prove something. Um, Hamilton starts off by passing him uh, after a poor executed turn by Verstappen, and the battle continues. Uh, but it looks like Hamilton was going to have it with the Red Bull constantly running wide. But with a horrible line ran by Hamilton and Verstappen running an excellent one, Hamilton was pushed out to deep off, uh, deep runoff area of the turn, and Verstappen uh, maintained the position, eventually taking the part of the podium at the end of the race. Um, this is so high on my list uh, due to Verstappen stumping Hamilton and uh, making him win his championship in the next race instead of at uh, U.S. And number one, Van Dorn, Grosjean, and Ocon at Abu Dhabi. Ah, now my most favorite battle. Um, kind of sucks that it had to be at the end of this season, but this I think this showed some good for the next coming year, even though two of the three drivers don't have spots in F1 next year, um, as in actual driving positions. Um, so Van Dorn, he's going to uh, Formula E. Obviously, Grosjean is staying in Formula 1 with Haas, and uh, Ocon is being a um, reserve driver for Mercedes. Um, but I think this showed more of what the mid-pack uh, had car-wise for the next season. Um, this battle starts with Grosjean and Van Dorn coming down into a corner uh, lap 31. Um, Grosjean has the left inside line, while Van Dorn takes the outside and the uh, Haas takes the position with the help of DRS. But Van Dorn pulls the switch back, trying to get the position back, while Ocon sticks his nose into the battle between the two coming out of the chicane. Um, Ocon pulls out wide past Van Dorn, and the McLaren and the Force India both get DRS on a Grosjean coming down the stretch and go three wide coming to the next uh, chicane. Um, Grosjean locks up while Van Dorn blows past everybody, and Ocon slides in between the two cars. Um, but this doesn't end the battle. Later, the next lap on one of the straights, uh, Ocon gets DRS off of Van Dorn and goes around the outside of him, And but Van Dorn maintains his position. Um, after the chicane and going into the next sector, Ocon pulls a cheeky move by switching back behind Van Dorn and pulling the inside lane and goes along uh, around McLaren on the fast left-hander and into the braking zone diving in front of him for the position. Unfortunately, Ocon goes too deep into the corner and rolls wide, but stays in front of the Haas and McLaren. Uh, but Esteban Ocon then is received for that deep move. Or excuse me, he is reviewed for that deep move and receives a five-second penalty for going off the track and uh, gaining an advantage. So now for the best, uh, literally. Uh, these are the top five best moments of 2018 season. So Hamilton's triple... Overtake at Bahrain. This is number five. Um, it's a gutsy move by the champion, but still pretty amazing. Uh, first, he pulls DRS off of Alonso 
while running ninth down the main straight. And without hesitation, uh, he, Hamilton whips his wheel right, and he gets pretty damn close to the wall and screams past Hulkenberg and um, Esteban Ocon as they come up to the corner and finishes the move by whipping it back in front of the three for the position, or I guess positions. Um, number four is Monaco win for Red Bull and Ricardo with down power. Um, it was already pretty amazing that Ricardo had gotten the pole position in the Red Bull, uh, but with Ricardo having down power with a Ferrari and a Mercedes uh, behind him was even crazier. Um, granted, there aren't too many places at Monaco to overtake, but I think there are enough. Um, maybe one more would do it, but I don't know how they would do it. Anyways, uh, I think this slowed down. This did slow down the pack by a whole nine seconds uh, compared to the pull lap. Um, but it's still pretty amazing what he did and how he's able to uh, hold everybody off. <laughs> so number three, Raikkonen's win at US. I laugh at this because there's not a lot to say about about it. Um, we all know this was a long time coming and wasn't really or it was really deserved. And um, proud of Raikkonen to finally get this win. And uh, we might not see another one for quite a while since he's switching over to Sauber next year. So number two is uh, Triple Donuts at Abu Dhabi. Um, this was pretty cool. little treat for the fans. All three champions giving us a little uh, show and kind of gratitude. Um, with Alonso retiring Formula 1 for now, having a donut send off was probably one of the coolest moments of the year and definitely the best they could do for us to send us off into the offseason. Um, and that leads us to number one. Um, and everybody's probably going to argue, um, but here we go. Number one is Hamilton's British Grand Prix comeback. Um, some of you Ferrari fans, I talk about it here in a second. Some of you Ferrari fans, I'm sure, talking about Vettel's um, Monza, uh, or excuse me, yeah, Monza, and uh, some of you you guys are harping for Hamilton. Um, so even though Vettel had a good comeback in Italy, this one exceeds that, I believe, exponentially. Uh, with patience and grace, uh, Hamilton was able to climb and fight his way back from a spin out in the third corner of the whole race to make him plumb last. So in three corners, he went from first to last. Um, and he puts himself on the podium in second place. And I think only the greats can do this. I believe if Vettel was put into the same exact scenario, he wouldn't have had the same success. We saw that in Italy. I'm not saying Vettel is not one of the greats. I just don't think um, he has that drive, that patience, that grace uh, as the same as Hamilton. Hamilton, yes, they're great competitors that, and they fight next to each other, but I think Hamilton's just that much better. And People are going to bitch, moan, and complain, say, oh, but his car, oh, but da 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 No. I, if you stuck him in the same car, I think um, Hamilton would win almost every time. Um, so this is by far my most favorite moment of 2018, and I am really excited to see what other great moments lie ahead of us in the 2019 season. few new things that popped up in the news this past week. 
McLaren brings over James Key from Toro Rosso for the 2019 season to take the position as their technical director to give them the, quote, singular technical leadership that has been missing. Michael Schumacher's family are due to release an app this week for the old Ferrari driver's 50th birthday on Thursday. The app includes a virtual museum that will review Michael's successes. Lots of drivers posting on Twitter and social media saying a happy new year from their respected countries. My favorite being from DJ Ricardo, grilling, dancing, and DJing for a little laugh. Don't forget the three big dates coming in February, though, since it's now 2019. The Ferrari car reveal coming February 15th, Renault on the 12th, and Racing Point the very next day on the 13th. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed my top fives of the year. Do you agree with them? Did I miss anything? Uh, What are your top fives? Or should I even do another category? Uh, shoot me a message on Anchor or on Twitter. Yes, I said Twitter. I'm on Twitter now. It's at hitting underscore apex or hitting the apex if you just look that up. Uh, thanks for listening this week. I hope to see you all next week as we start a history lessons of the 2019 teams. I promise it'll be a fun history lesson. Each week we'll start breaking down uh, the teams on the grid and understand how these teams function. Uh, I hope you guys had a great holiday and start your 2019 off right. This is Nate with Hitting the Apex, reminding you that life's too short to drive slow. See you next week. Bye.